For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are talking about love today. We are going to be on with Dr. Love himself, Mr. Love, uh, Mr. Lucario. We are going to be talking about how to get love, how to find love, how love works. Now, I know this sounds a little funny for a Hollywood show, but i got to tell you, you hear about all these relationships in Hollywood, we are not exactly very good at this whole relationship thing because we're pretty career-oriented people. So I know we can all use a kick in the butt sometimes to find out how love works and what we're going to get from it. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, just fine. Why am I... I apologize to the listeners if my cat starts to start making noises, but he will not shut up right now. So Paul is recording from his home in Los Angeles, California, and apparently his cat has decided to be part of the show. It's, I think your cat will be our special guest for today. I mean, I think that's all we can do, because he is absolutely adorable. Yeah, I know. So I'm immediately actually going to call on uh, Dr. Uh, Mr. Lucario, Dr. Love himself, but I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin. Thank you for that beautiful music. I always feel like I'm walking into an epic film when I hear your music play. Um, I'm going to say hi, Matt, who is he's, he's, um, you know, kind of my little producer mixer guy over there that, that patches everyone in. Can, can we get Mr. Lucario in? Thank you. G'day, Mr. Lucario. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How's everything? Fantastic. Welcome to the show. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin and yourself, and we're going to be talking about love. Now, you're kind of a love guru. Tell our listeners who you are. Okay, well, uh, my name is Mr. Lucario. Um, I'm a dating and life coach, and I've been coaching for the past 10 years uh, for, with men and women helping men and women find exactly what they want in their dating life and just helping them find the truth of where they really want to go and what they really want to accomplish when it comes to dating and relationships. So that's basically my, my thing that I do. And now you can hear Paul's cat in the background. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> Paul's actually recording from his home in Los Angeles. So I'm, I'm really that's interested cool. in his cat, his cat bumping in. Now to a lot of our yeah, listeners, sorry. what advice do you give people to, you know, balance their love life and their work life? I can tell you, I don't have, you know, a great love life. I'm, I'm pretty work oriented. What advice would you give to someone like that? 
Well, I mean, well, the thing is, is you have to take a little bit of time out to, uh, you know, spend some time with your love life or trying to make something happen in your love life. But the thing is that a lot of times we get so caught up in our careers and what we're doing that we don't realize that we need to take time out and that we also do have time to actually make, you know, things happen. So, for example, somebody might be working a full-time job or, you know, doing even two jobs and everything, but, some, you know, you'll have, like, maybe an hour, um, you know, within the week or two hours within the week where you can meet up with someone and have a coffee and sort of get to know them within that time and see if you want to continue to see them. So it's just about, like, figuring out, you know, your schedule and taking some time to actually... Um, you know, put yourself in positions to meet people. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of different ways you can, you know, uh, there's a lot of different places and, and, and events that you can actually go to or just on your, in your everyday, uh, you know, stroll. Like you go to the laundromat, you might go to the movies, you might go to the mall. Like there's people everywhere. So you can always meet people on your way to doing whatever it is you're doing, you know, on a regular day. So it's just about being open-minded about where to meet people and how to meet people and all these other different things. Now, I have, um, we have people write in and we have lots of questions, but I'm going to ask um, a question on behalf of my assistant. Now, my assistant's a dominatrix and she is trying nice. dating somebody outside of um, the industry and outside of her lifestyle, but they're really not sexually compatible. She's sitting here glaring at me right now. And, and they're having a lot of conflict due to this because he's, you know, kind of not into... Uh, uh, that sort of thing, but he's been pretty yeah, patient chips, with dips, her. Chains and whips. Chips, dips, know. chains, whips. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What ad- What advice, Lex? Do you would you like to jump in here? She's shaking her head. No. What advice would you have for her? Um, well, my question would be, uh, what what what's the why do you want to uh, attract someone else that's sort of outside that realm? I'm just curious. Because she likes guys that aren't into it, and she likes getting them into it. Oh, she's oh a okay. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, she's a, she's a flipper. Right. So, well, the thing is this, is that um, you, you can actually make that happen, but what you got to understand is, is that you're going to have to put in um, an extreme amount of effort in order to find those type of guys. So, meaning that the more, uh, you know, outside the realm of, of what you're trying to do, um, seems a little complicated, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be harder for you to sort of get that going. Not saying that it can't happen, but the thing is, is that it's going to be a little bit more extra effort on your part to make that happen since you're trying to sort of go outside that, that circle. You know what I mean? Uh, so the, the, the more outside the box you go, go out, the, the more energy and effort you got to put into finding those type of people. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, what do you think? I have a write-in. We've immediately got write-ins on this. What do you think about this new cougar phase? What is a cougar phase? It's not a cougar phase? Phase. Everyone's into the cougar thing these days. Oh, okay. I get what they're saying. What do you think is a... Where, where do you think the line is for a relationship to work? The age difference. Now, the flip side of that is a manther. A manther? <laughs> Yes. Oh, I like that. I like yes. the mantra. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. I think with, with, with the cougar thing, um, a lot of times when it's like a younger guy, you know, with the older woman, it's usually more about like sex, you know, the physical and just having like those interactions. But, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily a thing where um, it, a relationship can't happen. But in most cases, it's not because there's an age difference. And usually guys who are younger are in that stage where they just want to sort of, you know, run around and have sex and do all this other stuff with different women. 
So when they, uh, the, the attraction for Cougar really is more so that women, when they're older, they're a little bit more, um, you know, mature and understanding of what they want, and they're more comfortable within their own skin, and that's attractive to men of all ages, basically. And, and you know, when you, when you look at it. So that's why a lot of times where you have these younger guys who are very at their, you know, sexual peak, they want to get with a woman who, you know, is like, who's, who's comfortable having sex and being able to, you know, do it quickly and not have to take, you know, three or four dates to get to, you know what I mean? So a lot of times cougars are like, hey, I want to get down because they're in their prime. And so and then the young guys are in their prime, so it's an actual good match. But for an actual relationship, a lot of times that it doesn't really work out too well in those situations like that. Now, why doesn't it work out well? Well, because the thing is, the, the younger guys, most of them are not looking for long-term committed relationships in, in those situations. And if they do, they're usually looking for a woman who's probably around their age if they're actually looking for, you know, long-term meaning like they're going to look for someone to marry and have kids and all these other things. You know what I mean? So uh, an older woman, she might have already had kids. She probably is at the stage where she can't really have kids anymore, doesn't want any kids. And so that's not really going to be a good match for a younger dude who's at the, at the point where he wants to, you know, be with one woman and all that other stuff and settle down. So that's why it, it sort of doesn't really match up that, yes. that much. Now, I'm not saying that it can. There's situations where, you know, a woman might meet a younger guy and they hit it off and they want to stay together and keep seeing each other. But I'm just saying generally it, it doesn't really work out that way. Now, what do you think is a good age difference or what do you think is uh, up or down the right way? within the right bracket. I mean, I think if a guy is in his, you know, late 30s, you know, and, and, and he's dating a woman who's 40 or in his 50, that's one thing. But if a guy is 21 and he's dating a lady in her late 40s, I don't think that's going to be, you know, a, f- a, good a forever relationship. Case. Right, as far as the relationship goes, yeah. Now, what do you think the most important thing in a relationship is? I know we have to go to break in like four minutes, but I'm really curious. Right. What do you think the most important thing? Now, Alexis is sitting next to me m- mouthing the word sex. Yeah, no, you can see Paul nodding yes while he shakes his head no. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'll saying no. Say, you're still saying no. <laughs> I would say, yeah, sex is important. It's definitely important. Um, oh, yeah. But I would say the, the most important thing, I think, is honest communication. That's the most important thing. Because I think the honest communication is the thing that holds a relationship together. Because a lot of times relationships, uh, you know, fall apart because there isn't honest communication or there, there really isn't no communication at all. And people are just sort of, um, you know, they're, they're assuming that this person feels this way or they're assuming that person feels that way and nobody really knows what's going on and then you start resenting a person because they did this but you didn't speak up. So since the communication is not really there, then all the assumptions happen and those assumptions turn to resentment and that resentment turns into people not wanting to be together and, all, and a lot of drama. So I think when people have honest communication and, and also starting that from the beginning of the relationship so it becomes part of that relationship, that's the thing that sort of sustains the relationship and makes the relationship work when people are actually being honest with each other and saying how they feel about certain things and, and actually respecting the other person's honesty and respecting where they're coming from and also, like, you just being honest with them about where you're coming from. You know what I mean? We have to listen to them? Yeah, I, seriously. Yeah, Alexis, I, know, right? <laughs> I can see Alexis next to me rolling her eyes. I'm serious. It's true. 
It's he's so true. Right. See, like he's saying it's true. <laughs> no, it's so, so true. Because that, that, <laughs> that's the thing that, that makes relationships not work out most of the time is that no one's really truly listening to the other person, but on top of that, no one's really being honest. So you're getting in a relationship with a person who is always sort of like not really telling you how they feel. And on top of that, when they're even trying to sort of tell you something, you're not really listening. So it's like two people that are sort of ignoring each other, and then it blows up in their face at a certain point. So a lot of times, uh, certain things can get squashed or certain things can uh, you know, be, be, be settled with one uh, discussion. Do you understand? And once that discussion is over, those people, they're a little bit more closer than they were before because now they understand where each person's coming from. You know what I mean? So it's really like communication is like extremely, extremely important. Or that's when yeah. the restraining orders can come out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and now we've got about two minutes till we go to break. I'm going to ask you, so you think communication is the key. Um, I'm mm. trying to choose a question that's not going to uh, you know, run us into the two minutes. So what I'm going right. to do is I'm going to have Alexis hand me a question off the internet. We're going to take the break to think over the answer. Alexis, give me the sauciest question you can find off the internet. Off of Facebook. <laughs> Do you think it makes a difference? Well, no. Guys, I, does it, this isn't a saucy question, but it is an interesting one. Does a relationship make a difference or the behaviors in a relationship change when you're talking about a heterosexual or homosexual relationship? I think that's an easy one. I assume it would be the same. Um, I think there's going to be differences uh, in it, but there's going to be stuff that stays the same because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all have, you know, that masculine and feminine energy going on in the relationship. So there's going to be certain things that are the same, but then there are also going to be certain things that are different depending on if you are in a heterosexual relationship or in a homosexual relationship. Just based off of, you know, the society that we're living in is going to cause or it's going to, um, you know, bring out certain different topics and certain different, you know, issues within that relationship based off, you know, who's having it. You know what I mean? So it's going to always, there's going to be similarities, but there's also going to be differences, you know, based off of the, um, the different relationships. Oh. It's kind of like saying, well, does this guy and girl who's in a relationship, is their relationship going to be different from this other guy and girl over there? You know what I mean? You understand? They're going to have similarities. Every, everyone has they're going their to have own differences. Right. You're going to have your own type of uh, thing. Right. Yeah, I have no opinion of this or knowledge of this. I got nothing to add. Yeah, it's well. I found that one interesting because I got that one. And when we come back, I have another question, which is: Is it different in an interracial relationship? I I don't think so. I think it's just another set of trials. But we are going right. to go to break. When we come back, we are going to talk about this. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Mr. Lacario, the love guru, talking about love life and how to make it work. And Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll get a kick out of every single week. We are going to be right back. This is Behind the Scenes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. 
Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I've got a couple of quick things I'm going to say before we I get on back with uh, Mr. Locario, the love guru, and Paul Michael Bolin. We, uh, first, I want to give a shout out and say, um, you, you guys have, we've many, many, many times had uh, Dow. He does my hair for the red carpets on. Well, he just lost his husband. There is a GoFundMe online. If you get a chance, please go on there and give a hand. He lost his husband very unexpectedly to pneumonia, of all things. It's really, really, I mean, it's the whole thing's tragic, but it is online. It's on Behind the Scenes and it's on Summer Helene. So if you get a chance, check it out. Um, and if you can give a dollar, give a dollar. If you can't, please just send him warm wishes. He's been wonderful. He talks on the red carpet shows here for you guys and gives away free advice and free haircuts. And, you know, he's worked with the underprivileged. He's an amazing, amazing man. Please, please, please at least send him some love. Um, so check it out. It's called the Love Lost Memorial Fund. And it is on Behind the Scenes and it's on some Helene. Alexis is going to repost it right, right now so you guys can get to it. And I'm going to jump into this and say, we've been with the messages we're getting in on Facebook, the biggest ones that, that I'm getting repeatedly, um, I, and I'm going to give you guys who have written in, who the ones I mentioned here, all free rides at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. If you want to go for an ATV ride, it's a great place for a date. So I'm going to send all you guys that I mentioned right now to Off-Road Rentals for a date because sounds like you need it. Um, I have a, an interfaith couple who is a Christian and a Muslim dating. They're getting a lot of pressure from their family. I've had a couple of interracial couples write in who are having getting a lot of pressure from friends and family and a lot of gay couples who are saying they get a lot of social pressure. So what I'm asking, and I'm going to ask because um, I don't think, it, you know, be it interracial, interfaith um, or, or a homosexual relationship, it sounds like there's a lot of social pressure on those people. So we're going to ask Mr. Lucario, the go- love guru, how do you deal with that? Besides, you know, I'm, I'm going to send them on a date because it sounds like they need yeah. it. Good God. Well, well, the thing is, like, me, for example, I'm in an interracial relationship. So my wife is white. And um, the thing is, you don't need to even deal with any of that stuff. What you got to understand is this, is that most people in life, they're asleep, they're conditioned to think the way that they think. 
So, you know, you don't, it, it, it's not even their fault. They don't even understand why they think the things that they think. So if they're, you know, prejudiced, racist, homophobic, whatever it is, that's their problem. It's not your problem. So the thing is, is that if you have a, a friend who's a real friend or a person, you know, in your life who is actually uh, cool with you and that loves you, even if they don't agree with what you're doing, which is their, you know, prerogative to agree or not, even if they don't agree, they will respect the decision and they will respect, you know, the way that you're doing your, your stuff. Now, if you're dealing with people who don't respect it and everything like that, then you don't necessarily need to be around those people who's going to bring that negative energy, you know, to you. So the thing is, when you're in your relationship, you've got to remember your relationship is between you and the person you're in a relationship with. And if you guys are happy together, you obviously happy together and understand that you're going to have people who are out here who are basically just ignorant. They don't know, uh, you know, the, what they're doing. You understand? They don't understand that what they're doing. So you can't really, um, like, blame them. Like, they have a sickness. Do you understand? Like, they're sick in the head when they think these things. You understand? So they need help. It's not you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you're doing your thing, but they have a problem with you doing your thing. And that right there is something that's their problem. That's something they have to work out. So you can't really get yourself bent out of shape over how they're feeling about you and how they're reacting towards you. Now, if it's, if it's infringing on your personal space and if it's infringing on your everyday life, then you have to remove yourself from those people. These people could be your your family and friends, you can even tell them, like, listen, you know, I'm with this person. If you don't respect it, I, you know, you can just stand over there while I'm with this guy or this girl or whoever it is. You know what I mean? And that's really it because it's about you and your life and you enjoying the situation you're with with the person you're with. Now, I find that no. really, really funny. I haven't seen a lot of prejudice um, t- towards that, but Paul was mentioning uh, in, in his relationships, he's dated women of different races and gotten a little bit of grief for it. But, I mean, my mum's boyfriend is uh, half black, half white, and he's gorgeous. My mama's boyfriend, mm. oh, he's gorgeous. And, you know, I, I've never even thought anything of it. I don't know anyone that has. But I can say right. even in high school, I was... Uh, given a little grief over people, you know, I chose to date um, myself a few times. And I find it, I find it bizarre, but that could also be, I grew up outside the country. So we don't really have the same uh, stigma here. Now, if I I dated an Irishman, my grandmother would have come unstuck. That we do have. My grandmother would have lost her mind. But uh, (laughs) she she would have, Had had I dated an Irishman, that would have been the end of it. Um, we oh, have, yeah? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's an Australian thing. Um, we have a write-in. How do you, and they've asked very specifically that we don't uh, say a name, but how do you approach a lover to do something in bed uh, they don't know you're into? Uh, butt stuff question, yeah. Right. It's a butt stuff question. <laughs> uh, ironically, Alexis didn't write it, so I'm not sure if it's a butt stuff question. Right. Alexis has her own list of questions she's holding up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, with that, it's, again, like I said, uh, honest communication. You just let the person know, like, hey, I've been thinking about this thing that I want to do with you, and I wanted to see what you thought about it. You know what I mean? See, the thing is, people are scared to uh, sort of um, say what they want and say how they feel because they're scared of how other people are going to view them. Even, you know, their, their boyfriend or girlfriend, but it's like, look, this is, you know, this is who you are, this is what you're about, this is what you like, so you can express that and see, you know, what they say. And most, and most of the time, you know, unless it's not, you know, uh, the, your, your partner, if you have a conversation with them and you talk about, talk about it with them, you know, 
sometimes they'll do it even if they're not that into it just to sort of make you, you know, happy. They're like, well, if this is what you want to do, we can do that. Let's try it once. Let's do this or let's do that, you know, depending on what it is and depending on your, you know, significant other. So, you know, it's just about bringing it up and not being afraid to bring it up. And once that's brought up, that's the conversation you and your, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever could have. You know what I mean? That makes sense. The next question I'm leaning over, I'm looking at Alexis. If, oh, wow. If a man has a history of domestic violence with previous partners, uh, wow, ooh, um, I'm, I'm going to put my two cents in on this one. I already know this answer. Yeah, it's, it, but he hasn't hit me. Do you think, yeah, woman, get out! Sorry. <laughs> um, but he has not hit me. Okay, so what I, this is a very long convoluted one, but basically the guy has a history of domestic violence. He, he's pushed her, he's yelled at her, but he hasn't hit her. Um, do you think things can be worked out? He still physically put his hand um, on her. Seriously. No, nah, I, 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 think, I think she needs to uh, like Go get away from him because if he's, still, yeah. if he's still pushing her and all of that and yelling at her, that's, you know, the next step is her getting punched in the face or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, it'll be different if, Let's say he, uh, you know, there was like a, a domestic violence situation in a relationship he had maybe 10 years ago and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't Make done it. Or that. You know, if, if he's like, you know, been better than cool. But if it's like if he has a history and he's still sort of pushing you and yelling at you, then yelling at you, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times, especially with, for, you know, with women, is that they sort of stay in these relationships because they think he's going to change. They think that this is, it's, you know, like... They're special, so he won't do that to them. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to understand that that also could happen to you, especially if he's still uh, showing those tendencies of doing that. So I would say, you know, you, not, you need to get out that relationship. He has to deal with his issues first. You understand? And then maybe later if he's okay or he's well or he's not really in that zone, then you could probably think about getting back together. But other than that, right now, that needs to, to end. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to get out. We're going to put another link to this on the site. But, guys, there is an app called Aspire. It was put together by Dr. Phil McGraw. It's a free app. And what it is is if you get in trouble, you hit this app three times. It will contact a trusted person or it will contact the police, however you set it up. But it's so that your partner doesn't know you're trying to get help if you're in a bad situation, but it'll get you help. It's a wonderful, wonderful app. It's called Aspire. Um, it's free, please get it if you're in that situation. But in, in a case of domestic violence, that, that is really dangerous. I'm going to take another domestic violence question. Um, oh, wow. There's, yeah, we're getting a lot of questions, so I'm just kind of like grouping them together. Um, a man asks, my girlfriend is physically violent with me. My friends laugh at me when I say that she hurts me. I should, and I should man up. Is it a problem? Yes. Like, sorry. That's for you, but I'm saying yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely a problem. He, he needs to get out, too. I don't... Like, and, and, and I would say, you know, uh, he definitely needs to get out because if... I, I wouldn't even suggest him even try to fight back unless his uh, life was in immediate danger. I would just say he needs to leave now because this is the funny part. When a woman is abusing a man... And then let's say he retaliates, let's say he punches him in the face and he punches her back. 
everyone's going to look at him and be like, why'd you hit her for? She's a girl and all this other stuff. You understand? So what I would say to him is he needs to remove himself completely from that relationship. He needs to dump her yesterday. You understand? And, and get with a woman who's, you know, going to treat him right. You understand? So anybody, man or woman, you know, doing violence against their partner is not cool. You know what I mean? So that should not be happening at all. I, I, yeah, I was I in that kind of relationship. And uh, really? for what I say to the guys out there, uh, I think that Limp Biscuit saved my life. The band? Oh. <laughs> because you, you if you attention. can relate to the lyrics of Limp Biscuit, you are in a bad relationship. Get the out. Grab the cat, CDs, get out. Okay, so right. Paul's yeah. response is get the fuck out. Um, yeah. Right. I, I, I got to agree with you. I, I got to say, you know. Um, I don't care if it's a guy or a girl, and I think Miss Alacario is right here. From a press perspective, I know you know a lot of publicists whose nightmare is an actor that hit a girl back that was attacking him, and he was yeah, just right, defending exactly. himself. But no one's going to take your side because for all the equality that we ask for, we still there is still an inequality in that way there is really a very strong inequality in that way and you're in a dangerous situation you've you hear about these girls on the news that have stabbed the guy and done all kinds of crazy shit because this guy wanted right. to leave her and everything else run run for your life we are going to go to break we have about one minute left um when we come back we are going to talk about sex and love and how to balance everything in your life one of the questions I have, I have, and I've gotten a whole bunch of, is cheating. So when we come back, we are going to talk about if they cheat, can you recover? Can you get the relationship back? And how exactly you should handle it. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Mr. Lacario, the love guru, and Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest. Show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are talking about relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, with the love guru himself, Mr. Locario. We are discussing love, sex, violence, and everything in between. But I am going to give a quick shout out to the Aussie auctioneer and say, uh, you, you guys know I get my jewelry from him and all of that. He's fantastic. Um, but right now he's doing a documentary and traveling across America. So you guys will have to check it out. It's actually really, really, really funny. It's a couple of Australian guys traveling across America. So I'll keep you updated as they go. They're starting their trip in Los Angeles. I think they're going to be doing a police ride-along, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so it's a couple of boys going across America, and I found out about this through the Aussie auctioneer. So I'll keep you guys posted. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be some clips up, and I'll send you that way. I do want to say, um, before, before people write in, there is, I, I do want to make a distinction here. Um, you know, I, I know people that are in relationships with professional fighters and things like that and have been, you know, uh, punched in their sleep and all kinds of weird stuff. That's, that's one thing. But if you're dating somebody that's physically, just, just don't sleep with them before a tournament. Um, but, but if you're dating somebody that's physically violent, please run. Okay, a lot of questions we get are cheating. If somebody is unfaithful, can you come back from that if they're unfaithful in a relationship? Um, yeah, basically. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's weird. We, we put so much emphasis on, on cheating. Now, see, the thing is, like, if you're in a monogamous relationship and you told the person, you're like, hey, we're together, we're exclusive, there's nobody else, and you cheat, of course that's wrong. You understand? But at the same time... What happens is that we're still human beings and, and, and we're still going to be attracted and turned on by other people, which is natural. So you might actually be in a situation where that can occur, where you might end up doing something else with, that you supposedly shouldn't be doing. Now, the excuse usually is, or, or the, what people say is, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't do that or it's not right to do that and you should never do that. And, and they're correct. But the thing is, is that since we are, um, you know, human beings that we live, we grow uh, we are different people um, every, basically every day. Every day you're a whole different person or whatever. So you might be in a situation where you end up cheating and you thought you would have never done that. You probably said to yourself, I would never cheat on my boyfriend. I would never cheat on my girlfriend. And you end up doing it because of the circumstances you were in, because of how you felt at the moment and all these different things that went on. So if you slipped up and made that mistake, I don't think that if you were with someone for five or six years that, your whole relationship should be thrown out the window because you probably had sex with somebody for seven minutes. Do you understand? Like, I don't think it's that serious. Now, if it becomes a, a situation where it becomes a habit, like let's say that boyfriend or girlfriend, they, they confess or they get caught and, you know, and they say to the person, they're like, hey, look, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. And the person's like, all right, cool, let's, let's try to move past this. And then you keep cheating and you keep doing it, then that's, that's a thing that it becomes an issue because now you're just sort of like, just doing it because, like, now you're they're just like, oh, well, whatever. You understand? So I think if somebody cheats once, if they slip up one time, I don't think it makes sense to throw a whole relationship away because of that. But I would say that, you know, if you're in, in a monogamous relationship, try hard not to do that. But if it happened once, 
I think you can forgive that person and to try to continue to make a relationship happen. And, but if it, if it keeps happening on a continuous basis, you might want to not be with that person anymore if they're going to keep doing that. You know what I mean? So is that You're a better, better man than I right Now, now well, <laughs> does it matter if it happens at the beginning of a relationship or in the middle? Like, if it happens at the beginning of a relationship versus you've been in it for five walk. years. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think it matters when it happens. I think it matters how often it's happening. Meaning, if like like I said, if you if it happened once and then the person confesses or they got caught and then they actually you have that communication and say, okay, look, you know, I'm sorry, it will never happen again. And then the person forgives them, then cool. So I don't think it matters when exactly it happens. I think, but if that person keeps doing it and keeps doing it and keeps breaking the promise, and that that it becomes a form of like disrespect now to where you are knowingly just continuously doing this after you've already did it one time and it wasn't cool that time and now you're just like totally disrespecting a person. You understand? Yeah, so it's you like agree? you give a person one chance. I said again, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you agree that, uh, you know, where it happens in the early or later stages, I mean, the deeper the relationship gets, the harder it is to forgive or do we even walk away? Um, yeah, I think, I think when, when, I think the more a person's been in a relationship, like a person's been in a relationship with someone for 10 years versus mm-hmm. they've been with someone for like eight months. You know what I mean? I think it's a different type of thing. If you've been with them longer, you've went through more stuff. So I think a person who has been in a relationship for 10 years might be a little bit more forgiving than a person who's been with the person for eight months. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, each person can be forgiving in that, in the sense where, if you have uh, a relationship with someone, um, it's more than just sex. See, that's the thing I think people forget. It's, uh, you know, you having that, unless you're just having a, a sexual relationship, that's one thing. But if you're having a relationship where we do other things besides sex, like we actually share different other situations or moments together, it doesn't make sense for you to totally throw that all away just because, you know, of, um, you know, the, the, the sex. It's like kind of like, I don't know, it's like throwing away a whole... Uh, table because it has a little scratch at the side. I don't, I don't see what's the point of that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, what do we have versus what happened? You know what I mean? And, and is what happened that big of a deal to throw away all of this stuff we have? You know what I mean? So it's that, that's ty- the type of conversation that, you know, I think most, it's, it's most people should value. have. How do you yeah. reestablish trust, though? That was going to be my question, yeah. How do you reestablish yeah. the trust? Well, that's the thing. Well, first, the first thing is that, you know, before we even talk about trust, you have to understand that you have to look at people as human beings. You understand? You have to look at people as, uh, you know, they are who they are, what they are, what they're about, so, so that you yourself, you don't put um, a, a certain perception or an image of that person or who you want them to be. So the thing with trust is, when we say we trust somebody, what we're doing is we saying, I trust the image or the box that I put you in. So, for example, this is why when a person cheats or a person does something like this, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. How could you do that? And, you know, because you can't believe this person who you thought would never cheat, cheated. But that's because you thought that, that they were that way. You thought that that would never happen with them. And that's on you putting that sort of, uh, you know, box them in that box. So when we talk about trust, if you're with the person and they cheat and you say, okay, listen, I know you cheated. But, you know, let's get past this, you know, as long as you don't do it again, as long as you're being honest with me and all this other stuff. Now you can, you can say, well, look, I understand that you're a human being who makes mistakes and this and this and that. 
but I'm going to trust that as of right now that we had this conversation and that you know how where I'm at and what I feel about this, that th- these are the steps we can take. And now you as the person who, who, who's been cheated on, you can now say, listen, if this happens again, I'm leaving. So now that person really knows, like, look, if I do this again, I'm risking all of this stuff that I have now. So the thing is, is that you can sort of like trust in the, in the, in the sense that if this person wants to keep the relationship going and that you and that person have a good relationship, that they will most likely not do that again because they don't want to ruin what you and that person has if they know that you're going to leave, like definitely, if this happens again. So it's just about like understanding that people are human, people are going to you know, make mistakes and do that, but also being uh, able to uh, you know, move past it and move forward and, and, and also you being accountable for if that person does cheat on you again, you actually have to stick by your word and call it a day with them and, and actually find somebody better for you who won't cheat or who won't do the things that, you know, like that they're doing. You know what I mean? That makes so, sense. Yeah. What if you're yeah. not sexually compatible? Do you have to have absolute sexual compatibility? That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, well, it, it depends on the couple, though, because, like, you can... Your sexual compatibility is important, but let's say you might have a relationship with someone where you, you know, you have a great time and everything else is just perfect. It's so great, but the sex isn't that awesome, but you're willing to stay with them and be with them because everything else works out. But at the, on the flip side, you know, if you're not sexually compatible, that could also be something that's a big issue in a relationship. And that could make the relationship not work and also can lead to cheating. You know what I mean? So it all depends on, you know, the two people who are who are in it. But I think in most cases it's better to be sexually compatible because that's going to make it a little bit uh, more stronger on that front. You know what I mean? Okay. And I'm going to ask one more question before we go to break. My boyfriend plays video games all the time. I hate it. It makes me feel ignored and unloved. Now, that's a common problem. I actually had a lot of girls complaining about their boyfriend playing video games and Pokemon yeah, video Go. Games are cool. But, <laughs> but you, know, you know what? That, I'll tell you what that is. It, 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 see, it, it, this is the part of, of relationships that is so weird and it, 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 it kinda, it's kind of sad is that when we get into relationships, and this is not just a technically a woman thing because men do this also in certain situations, is that we're looking for our partner to sort of uh, complete us or to be our, like, ex- you know, entire enjoyment of life. So the thing is, it's not an issue that your boyfriend's playing video games and doing all this other stuff. So the, the issue is, is that you're not enjoying your life as you the same way he's enjoying his life as him. So he enjoys the, every minute he's playing that video game. So you need to find something that you enjoy just as much because if you did, you wouldn't be worried about him playing video games because you'd be busy enjoying whatever it is that you like to do yourself. So the thing is, is that when you guys come together, you have fun together, you do things together, but at the same time, you need your space. It's like he needs his space to do his thing and you need to do your thing. See, the thing is, is that since she's not doing her thing, she's making her thing be him. And you're not, you shouldn't do that because that's going to make you uh, extremely dependent on your boyfriend for your enjoyment in, in the situations that you're in. You see what I mean? That's it. And that makes perfect sense. Well, this woman was saying, I guess he plays five to seven hours a day. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot, man. That's a problem. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's, that's like, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, but in this case, I'm not sure that's a healthy... Well, does, does, he have, does, he, does he have a job? Does he work? Or does, is that like, you know what I mean? Because it all depends on the context. Because if, let's say, if he, if he, you know, if he has his, like, if he has a job and he goes to work... She's saying, yes, he has he a plays, job. He goes to work and plays video games. He goes to work and plays, and he plays video games every day for five hours a day? Five, five, at least five hours a day. Well, then she might just need to, you know, get a new boyfriend or just, <laughs> because if that, cause it, it, it seems like he just wants to do that, you know what I mean? So if that's all he wants to do, then she might need to find somebody, another guy who can give her more attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to help her to tell him to stop playing video games because he, since he likes that that much, all that's going to do is stir resentment within him. He's going to be like, oh, well, I got to do this. You understand? Because that's what he wants to do. So the thing is, I always tell women, or, or even just men and, and everybody, when you're with somebody, you have to understand uh, what they're about and what they're, what they're down with. And if you're not down with that, you have to find somebody else who wants to be down with what you're down with. So if he's all up in the video games all the time, he, that's what he wants to do. So it doesn't make sense to tell him to stop because he's just going to get mad and annoyed. Find somebody else who has more time to give you that attention that you want if that's what you want. You know what I mean? So it's, okay. it's, it's, I like that's that. really what it's about. Was, right. you know? Was he like that before the relationship? I don't know. We're going to go to All break right. and we'll find out when we come back. So tell us, sweetie, was he like that before the relationship started? I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Mr. Lacario, the love guru, Paul Michael Bowl, and we are talking about love and life and sex in Hollywood. We'll be right back after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. 
G'day guys, welcome back Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who seems to actually really be interested in this subject because let's face it, he and I are in Hollywood and we're not exactly good at relationships, no one in Hollywood is. And we are on with the love guru, Mr. Lucario, and we are talking about relationships. Now, I've got a couple of quick questions and then I want to go into the, some other stuff. Um, I got two very different questions, but both of them seem to be S&M related, so I'll, I'll bring those up. Um, how Can a relationship work if one person is into BDSM and the other person is not? Um, no, nah, not really. I, I think, I think what, what, what happens is that the two people in a relationship sort of need to want to have, you know, they need something in common in that way because if one person is into BDSM and, and the other person that, that sort of wears the mouse, then they're not going to want to do that. And then if the person who's into BDSM thinks the other person is sort of vanilla and boring, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like nothing's really going to happen. So unless those two people are, like, extremely open-minded and want to try something, you know, other than that, it's not going it's, to, it's most likely not going to work out. Because, you know, yeah, hell no. Okay. You know, <laughs> things need to match up a little bit more for things to really go down, you know? Okay. That, see, that I find very, very interesting. Can a BDSM relationship last long term? I'm telling you, after that stupid Fifty Shades of Grey movie, everyone's into this. Well, I think it lasts as long as they, it takes for them to chew through their bindings. You know. <laughs> yeah, it, that could last as long as the people in the relationship... Uh, are, are into whatever they're into. That's really all it is. Like, see, what, I think what people got to understand about relationships is that any relationship you have is about yourself. So what that means is, is that people think when, you know, they see a couple or whatever, it's like, oh, you know, it's us, it's us. Yeah, it is, it is you guys. But really what it is is about, I want this woman because this woman makes me feel a certain way or, makes, or gives me some sort of inspiration to be with her and vice versa. So the thing is, is that if you have two people that's into BDSM, it's like they're on that same page, which will make them feel like, hey, I want to be with this person because that person is, um, you know, uh, making me feel a certain way that's making me feel good and making me feel pleasurable, making me have a good time. So I'm enjoying my life through the experiences that I am sharing with you and having with you. So that's why, even with the question earlier, you know, if it's a BDSM person with a non-BDSM person, it, it might not work that well because they're both sort of on different pages. You see what I mean? And it's going to be hard for, for each person to enjoy themselves when the other person isn't, you know, um, like in the, on the same page as that person. You see what I mean? So, that makes yep, sense. Yep, completely. See, totally what you mean. Right. Right. Okay. Paul, do you have any other questions? Do you have any questions while we're here? Well, if you want to go in that direction, but I mean, even though, you know, what if it's two subs or two doms, you know? So I don't think, I think BDSM is maybe a little more complicated. Right. I, I think, you know? I think all relationships can be really, really complicated. Um, what is, what is the one thing you would tell people? If you could give everyone one piece of advice and say every relationship, I know communication, but the one thing that you think, would make every relationship just a little bit better. One mm. thing each person um, could do. I would, I would say that the, the thing that would make, you know, every relationship better or, or make most relationships work out better is if you yourself work on yourself and become the type of person you want to attract. So I think that's the thing that, you know, most people don't 
certain time one of like people say like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this type of person, this type of person is my type, I wish I had this type of boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. But the thing is, is that, you know, they're not working on themselves to attract that person. So it's like, if you want the best type of person, that person that you want is also probably going to want the best type of person. So you have to become that best type of person so they'll be attracted to you in order for that to work. So if you're the type of person who has a lot of issues, if you're, you know, you have a lot of insecurities, you, uh, you know, you have like uh, anger management problems, you know, domestic violence problems, whatever it is. All those yeah, things you need to work on first, right? <laughs> you got to work on all those things before you even, like, really expect anything to stick and to happen. You understand? Because if you're not right with yourself, the person who you're dealing with is going to notice those things, and that's what's going to make, you know, the relationship kind of shaky. So it's like if you're, um, you know, understanding who you are and you're okay with who you are and you're being authentic with who you are, you'll attract more of those people who are attracted to you, and then those things will match up and it will fit. You've heard, you've no, that makes but I think sense. a lot of times we're looking too much outside instead of inside, you know? So, so to find happiness in happens. a relationship, you have to be happy in yourself. It may sound exactly. cliche, it but it's, it's very, very true. It's true. Now, it's so true. It's, like, <laughs> it's so true. Makes so sense. We've got, yeah. we've got about four minutes to close. I'm going to ask this question, and I find this very interesting. I've gotten this question from a lot of guys and a lot of girls. I'm not very attractive, but I only want to be with someone who is very attractive. Now, I've gotten that's, that's, uh, that's a, uh, a, you know, that's, that's uh, like paraphrasing about 10 different messages that we got. But there are people right. saying I'm less attractive than my boyfriend. It makes me insecure. My girlfriend's prettier than I am. It makes me insecure. I only want to be with someone more attractive than me. We have about three minutes left, and I want to send everyone to your website. So, can you, like, tell us in, like, one minute, can you... Tell us how that one works. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, if, if, you, if you're insecure about who you're with, you know what I mean, that's the type of thing that's going to make them not want to be with you. So the reason they're with you is not just because of you, you feeling like you're, you know, unattractive. That person might be attracted to something about you. So I say just understand who you are, own who you are, and own up to who you are, and just, you know, be... Be happy that you're, that person is with you and that you're with them and just, you know, try to make that work. You know what I'm saying? Right. And don't worry too much about why they're there and why it's this way and that way. You know what I mean? And, I, I um, am... and on my website. Oh, sorry, I, I am going to give a shout out and say from the Hollywood side, guys, I got to say confidence is king. That matters more right. than anything. Confidence is king. Now, where can we find you? Where can people get a hold of you if they need your help? Yeah, so you can go to my website, MrLocario.com. That's M-R-L-O-C-A-R-I-O.com. I have a free ebook called The Magnificent 10 Kushu Dating Tips for Men. So that's for the guys. And I also have a free audio program for women called Seven Highly Effective Steps to Finding and Keeping a Man. And I also have another website called BadBoyMembership.com. So that's for the guys where you get 45 to 90-minute audio and video dating advice tutorials every month. So it's step-by-step stuff that's going to help you step up your game. So, you know, check out those, MrLocario.com and BadBoyMembership.com. So check out MrLocario.com. I I like that. And and I got to say, guys, I know we've had a lot of write-ins that we didn't answer. And we had one girl say that she's very, very heavy and her boyfriend's very fit and that makes her insecure. Honey, he's with you for a reason. Be happy. Right, exactly. Enjoy (laughs) yourself. 
Exactly. Just, just be happy. That's the whole point of everything. I'm going to say, Mr. Lucario, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your love advice. Yes. We didn't. We were going Thanks to talk about how me. to balance love and Hollywood, and we really didn't get there. We had a lot of questions today. Yeah, let me know if you need me again. I'm around, so thanks for having me. Definitely have you on the show again. You were wonderful. Thank you for taking your time and for being on the show with us. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. I will see you guys next week. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. Join us next week, and we'll be talking about love life and everything else in Hollywood. If you have any other questions for Mr. Lucario, go to his website. And we'll have him on the show again. I, I've been flooded with emails. I'm sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but I am going to send some people riding at off-road rentals. Go have a date there. Go have fun. Everyone, enjoy your love life. Enjoy your life. If you're trying to get into Hollywood, why not you? It works the same way in love. Put the effort in, you'll get it. There's no reason everyone else can do it and you can't. You want to be famous, put the work in, you can be famous. You want love, put the work in, just make sure it's the right person you're putting the work in with. And if you need to know if they're the right person, get a hold of Mr. Lucario. Have a great night, guys. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.